Hello and welcome to episode 54 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Dara Swift. I'm talking with women who are taking action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. They're using their God-given gifts to impact the world for Christ. And I hope this podcast encourages, inspires, and challenges other women to step out of their doubt, walk in their fierce calling, and use their gifts to impact the world. Because every woman of God has a fierce calling, and everybody has a story. So let's tell them to glorify God and share what we've learned. In today's episode, How to Own Your Gifting and Walk in Your Get Real Journey, I'm talking with my friend Mandy Sullivan. Mandy shares how God has redeemed her story of divorce and her struggles with weight, and how he redeems your story and my story too. We talk about her Get Real journey, where she weighs in from her kitchen to be accountable and shares what God is teaching her each week. We also talk about her Nurture Her Soul events and how they are transforming the lives of women. And I know that you'll be blessed by Mandy's words today. And it's not by any accident that you're listening to this episode. And what she shares will encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Mandy Sullivan. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today I have my friend Mandy Sullivan. She is perfectly flawed and messy, but she's a woman whose daily goal is to live out the plan God created for her to be in relationship with him and to use the gifts God gave her for his glory so that others may see the redemption and hope that only comes from a life with Jesus. She's been married to her second husband, Tom for seven years, and together they have five kids, ranging from ages 13 to 29, one granddaughter and a grandson on the way. Mandy's been in ministry for over 20 years, and we're going to hear all about her Nurture Her Soul ministry, redemption through divorce, and more about the Get Real journey. So Mandy, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I love that I get to talk to you here virtually and that in this crazy world, we still get to connect in any way that we possibly can to share the story of Jesus and friendship and what it's like to be a female chasing heart after a life that gives God glory. Amen. Absolutely. And I do love that, as you said, that we can still connect. Even a pandemic cannot shut down the church. (laughs) No, it cannot. God provides creative ways for us to connect. Thank you. And I love that he knew that you, when you started this podcast, whenever you did, that this would be even more needed right now in this season. Praise God. Mm. Thank you for your encouragement. That's a blessing. We got to know you a little through the introduction. I would love if you would share a little about your story and how your ministry came about and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Yes. Well, I think, you know, today I'm excited to really share about uh, the Get Real journey that I've been on uh, for 58 weeks. I will share a little bit about, um, you said a little bit about my personal life. Um, I did my first marriage. I married my uh, junior high sweetheart. I don't know if you want to call him a sweetheart, <laughs> but my, the person that I dated since I was 14 and was married very young, and I was a Christian at the time and became a Christian right around age 14 in ninth grade. However, you know, some, for some of us, for me specifically, 
marrying him was a bad choice in that the next 15 years became increasingly more uh, abusive in different ways and had reached a point all the while I was in full-time ministry while being married and really struggled with the idea of how can I be in ministry and be a divorced woman and my goodness, prayed through that and through the counsel of, of some very wise pastoring helped me discover that uh, that marriage was not healthy or good for me and that absolutely, yes, God still wants me in ministry. And the overall entire piece of our humanness is a story that through everything, God gives us enormous grace that is new every single morning. And he uses our past and our hurt and our struggle in order to affect other people for God's glory. So that through our lives, through our mess, through every single piece of our good, bad, ugly, all of it, that we can share how God has redeemed us and moved us forward and is with us through all of it. And he always has something else on the other side of pain to use us for, to give him glory. So that's a really short of piece of that, which then really has helped lead us into this next phase of, yes, being in a full-time ministry within the local church, which I still currently am and very passionate about the local church and just felt really called to bring the local church out further into the country, mainly Midwest for right now, focusing on women specifically, just have a huge heart for women's ministry. As a woman, I've been through some things, <laughs> as we all have. And I found that by sharing my story and how God has brought me through it has really helped other women deal with their shame and regret and embarrassment and other things. And to make it very real and bring some gospel truth to the healing process with a lot of humor and a lot of fun because my goodness, there's nothing better than some girlfriend time um, with the Bible, some good food and some friendship. Uh, mm -hmm. So that was really the catalyst for Tom and I to start Nurture Her Soul Ministry was to really create events that nurtured the souls of women through good food, good drink and biblical truth along with our stories. And so we've taken that doing our own events. We take it to churches. We do this year virtual events wherever we are asked to go, uh, wherever God leads us. We're excited to go and preach what he's doing in our lives. Beautiful. The way that your passion and compassion comes out and the conviction that women are hurting and they need help and they need encouragement. And you had gone through such a difficult season when struggling with if divorce was okay, you sought wise, godly counsel, and that was so important. And that's going to encourage a lot of women today because divorce is so hard and it's an encouragement to see the other side, you know, how you can come out on the other side, but also how God continued to use you through all of it, too. Yeah. So tell us more about the ministry and what the events look like. Um, I just want to follow up on one thing you said. It really is key that God absolutely can use every single one of us. 
whether we speak well in front of groups of people, but maybe we bake well, maybe we are just the best kind of friend to have. I mean, God created you specifically um, on purpose for a purpose. He gave you the gifts that he meant for you to use in your life. None of us were born without giftings. None of us were born to be the same. None of us were born to compare ourselves with anyone else's giftings. We were created to utilize what God gave us specifically. And so he does not let any of that go to waste when we open ourselves up and completely say, all right, God, here's my grubby mess of a life right now. What do you want me to do with it? How can I bring you glory by talking about it or baking or going for a walk with a friend? Every piece of it can be used for good. Yes. But it requires us to open up and just arms open wide, say, here we go, Jesus, redeem this life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> redeem this life. Oh. I love how you were giving practical examples of what a woman can do, you know, in the midst of a storm, in the midst of trial, with a heart that wants to serve Jesus. And how does that look? Because the enemy can use that as a foothold to keep her back from using those gifts because feeling like when I'm going through this storm, how can I possibly be of help to anyone else? Well, that is not true. And that's what you've just said. And I love how you were sharing your story earlier and just bringing out the fact that when we share our God stories, that's transformational. I mean, it's one thing to listen to a story that someone's telling about something in their life. And it might be inspiring, but when we share our God stories, it's transformational and it can help to actually change someone's life and putting practical steps that God has, you know, given us is so important so that women know how to apply the word, how to apply that to her own life. So that was really awesome. Well, I've had um, so many women come up to me after an event or after I'll get messages online and they'll just say, man, I wish I could speak like you or I wish whatever they wish. You know, what makes my heart hurt is that they're missing that they are doing God's work just because they don't want to get up in front of speak or they don't think that they have that gifting that they can't utilize what they have for God's glory. Just for example, as we all do, just having some rough patches this year, <laughs> shockingly enough. And a friend uh, just texted me and said, check your front porch. I left you something. And there was just this beautiful bouquet of outdoor flower arrangement. And that was her using her gifts that God gave her as a friend and as a nurturer. That helped me. See, her doing that boosted my spirit so that when my spirits were boosted, I wasn't able to go out and do what God has me to do to mm -hmm. share my gifts. And so it's just this cool circle of God using this person. And then that inspires this person. And then these words inspire this person. And then, I mean, we are just like this huge collection of life changers for God's glory. Mm -hmm. Makes me very excited. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm definitely putting that quote in the show notes and 
it's so important to remember that. And just that example that you gave about your friend leaving you flowers, that God sees everything and nothing is too small or too big when we're serving him and when we are loving our neighbors yes. as ourselves. And yes. so that's so special. And that's something that a woman might do and think, oh, you know, this isn't that, this isn't much. You know, how many times do we hear somebody say that? Well, I know it's not much, but it's what I can do right now. And it's like, it's so much. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll say, oh, I wish I could do more, but, and yes. oh my gosh, I hope that maybe we can change our thinking. Mm. And instead of thinking right away, this is all I could do. Just saying, you know what? Here, God, I'm going to do this for this person to give you glory and pray for her that it affects her in a way that she can then do what you're asking her to do. I mean, own your gifting, own what you're doing for other people. It's good. I love that too, because it just reminded me when you said that, that we need to make a shift in our thinking. Even the smallest of things that we think don't have an impact can have a huge impact because God multiplies it. God expands the borders of what he enables us to do through the work of his spirit that we've been empowered with. And I yes. think we forget because life gets hard and we get tired and we forget that we have this empowerment, the, the Holy Spirit with us indwelling yes. us and yes. to doing what we're called to do. We're not doing it alone. And so that's so important, Mandy. So yes. I, I would love for you to talk also about this ministry that you have. You have married the Bible with being able to go on this journey of weight loss. Yes. You need the word of God to help do that kind of thing. Amen. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the get real journey uh, was something that I've been needing to do for a long time. I mean, how often do we live our lives without getting really real with ourselves? You know, I became an expert at numbing and avoiding what I needed to deal with. We all have chains. It's up to us to figure out, all right, with God, what are my chains? What is keeping me from living my best life, from living the life that God has called me to live. And for me, it was weight. Uh, it was literally weighing me down physically. Mm -hmm. I'm 44 years old and I'm about 5'3", five, 5'4", five, on a good day, and 296 pounds. So last year, October 10, 2019, I said, all right, I hear you, God, I hear you. You know, he's telling me in every way possible and I'm just avoid, avoid, avoid. And finally, I just surrendered. And that was the first key was saying, mm -hmm. I hear you, God, I need to make a change, but I have struggled with my weight. My grandfather called me fatty since age of 12. I've struggled with my weight my whole life and I've lost weight and gained weight and lost weight and gained weight. And in fact, in the past six years, prior to last year, I had gained 70 pounds in six years. I had allowed myself to choose food and wine to deal with tough stuff instead of God. So it was surrender time and he is the chain breaker. And so I knew in order to be able to 
accomplish this really, really hard thing of losing 100 pounds, I had to commit to regular daily scripture reading because as a follower of Jesus, we know that everything comes from scripture, everything we need to know, all of our encouragement, all of our discernment processes, all of our direction and guidance is right there in scripture. It's God speaking directly to us and couple that with daily prayer, both quiet listening and talking to him is how we get through things, is how we live our best life, is that constant daily relationship. And you talked about it earlier, Doris, about the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Jesus left the earth, went up to live with the Heavenly Father, but he didn't leave us alone. He left us with the gift of the Holy Spirit living, breathing inside of us. But it's up to us to tap into his power in our lives and make that choice to utilize the Holy Spirit, recognize that he's there cheering us on and in order to be able to do anything in life. So yeah. surrendering to his help and to his direction. And so I called it the get real journey. And what I wanted to hopefully impart to other women, maybe weight isn't your chain. Maybe it's not weight loss that you need. Maybe it's uh, something else that is holding you back from living the life God intended for you to live. I don't know what it is for each person, but we all have something. And so I was hoping that by doing what I know I needed to do and God was telling me to do for myself, that other people might relate to it and understand that to get through anything, you have to couple the thing that's holding you back with regular scripture reading and daily time with God. Uh, so this get real journey, absolutely was to lose 100 pounds in a year while reading the entire Bible in chronological order within that year. And I have learned six things in this process. And um, because it's now been 58 weeks, it's been a year. I am not 100 pounds smaller. I did not meet that part of the goal. One of the things that has baffled my mind and how I know that the Holy Spirit is working me through this process is that not losing a hundred pounds in the time frame that I had expected myself to hasn't broken me. Mm. And it hasn't caused me to quit or throw a big fat baby fit or any of that. Now, let's be clear. There have been days and moments and times along the way when I've had tears and frustration and I want to give up, but still chose not to. And that absolutely came from the power of staying in scripture. And so I'm still on that journey. I lost approximately 57 pounds in that one year. I'm up to almost 65 now in week 58. Praise God. Right? Yeah. And, and, and so every Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m., the past 58 weeks, I have yet to miss a week and I will not miss a week. I go on Facebook Live and I weigh in on my scale, on my kitchen floor, in front of everybody. And the reason why... I did that in the beginning was to get over the number on the scale. Mm. That number had such a hold on me. That number caused so much shame and embarrassment for me that I knew I had to get over the number in order to be able to move forward. So I shared the number with the whole world and and that number first starting out was 296. And every week, some weeks I'd lose two pounds. Some weeks I would gain 0.2. Some weeks I'd gain a pound. Some weeks I'd lose 2.6. I mean, 
it has been such an example, this Get Real journey, of what real life is. Life is hard and life is beautiful and it's in the everyday, ordinary parts of it that really matter and create the bigger, larger change. There's scriptures from Romans chapter 12, verses one through two, and that is where God led me kind of as my theme verses for this whole get real journey. And Mm -hmm. I'd love to read it. It's from the message version, Romans chapter 12, verses one through two. And this just perfectly captures what this journey has been about for me. And so Paul was writing to the people in Rome and says, here's what I want you to do with God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God, and you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. Take your everyday, ordinary, eating, sleeping, going to work, walking around life and place it before God as an offering. That's powerful (laughs) stuff right there. Yes. Powerful word. Yes, that's what life is. I used to get so caught up in focusing on the big moments or the big things. And it's not. God tells us it's in the everyday ordinary, eating, sleeping, going to work, walking around life. That is our offering to God. And so in this get real journey, when you view your life focused on that teaching, the meals that I make, what I choose to move my body and go for a walk or not, what am I offering God? Not to shame ourselves when I have a racist peanut butter cup, because I think he also made sugar cane in the fields of Florida for a reason. Right. Um, but, <laughs> but in moderation. So that was the hope of this journey, that I might take my ordinary life and offer it up to God. Amen. That is beautiful. And what a fantastic reminder about surrendering every part of our lives to God. And that is such a key thing right there, surrender. Because how many times have we tried to do things on our own, tried to do things on our own, focus so much on it that it becomes like an idol in our life. Everything else kind of falls by the wayside because we have such a focus on something. And then once we truly like not just say it with our words but god knows our heart and because our heart can be deceiving and we even are deceived by our own heart so yes once we actually say you oh god i'm so sorry i'm so sorry about what i have been doing because this has happened to me even recently with several things you know like i am so sorry i totally lost my way i lost focus on what i originally started like this ministry for or whatever, you know, and once you do that surrender, it's like something is activated. God is like, okay, daughter, this is what I've been waiting for you to do. 
Now let's get busy. Let's get down to my business of furthering the kingdom. And just the way you said earlier, too, that prayer is not just talking to God, but quiet listening. Yes. That is so important. So, And it's so, so hard for me because I love turning on the Today Show right away in the morning. Mm-hmm. I love blasting music. Um, I love chattering with people. Uh, I mean, I love noise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes that's also a numbing mechanism is to have mm-hmm. a bunch of noise and then you don't have to deal with your stuff or your thoughts. Right. And what I found is when I don't allow myself that space and quiet in order to feel my feelings, first of mm-hmm. all, I need to be okay with feeling my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I became so good at stuffing my feelings mm-hmm. because as women, I think we are programmed. I won't go into that from all different places in life yeah. to be caretakers and to not want to share too much of our stuff with other people because we don't want to burden them with our stuff. And we want to make everyone else happy and take care of everyone else. And so we don't give ourselves that time and that space to sit and kind of go, what's going on with me? How am I feeling? What's going on with my body? You know, kind of taking our emotional, spiritual, physical temperature, you know, giving ourselves a minute mm-hmm. and having that quiet and assess, how am I doing? And then going ahead and giving yourself another five minutes after you've done that to kind of sit there and say, God, here I am, hands open wide, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. And then really attempt to listen. It's hard. <laughs> it's it so is. Not easy. It is hard. But I love how through the weight loss journey, how you brought out the point that it wasn't about that goal because the enemy right away would want to say, okay, you failed. But the purpose of it is to get closer to God, grow closer to him, know him more and walk the journey with him. Yes. And while doing that, you are being accountable. So this thing about showing the actual number on that scale, because once we face it, then we need not fear it anymore. When we're hiding, you know, when we're not wanting anyone else to know what that number is, because I can definitely relate to that or whatever. It's like you say, it's the shame and the fear of that number. Like before I get on the scale, what is it going to tell me? And that is not who you are. Then earlier talking about the label that was put on you, what your grandfather called you. We need to start surrendering all of that in our lives. If there's still something in there that we're hanging on to. Allow God to rip off those labels we've been wearing that are not put on us by him. Yes. Our false identities, those are not who we are. Yes. And that's why the scripture reading in this journey became life-giving and essential, as of course it would, right? Mm -hmm. But like exactly what you're saying, to tear off those labels, okay, I'm going to tear them off, but now what are you going to put back on you? Because we aren't empty vessels. Okay, so I'm tearing off one label at a time, one feeling at a time, one chain at a time. But now we have to fill ourselves back up. And what we have to fill ourselves back up with is the truth about who God says we are. Like you were saying, you know, Psalm 139, 14, that you are fearfully, which means respectfully and wonderfully made. We know this full well. Your works are wonderful. 
Okay, that's who I am. You know, just a side note. One thing I teach at a lot of our events, and and I love it to do mother-daughter events, or I love talking to teenagers, is to challenge them to stand every morning. It's a 14-day challenge. Mm -hmm. And to speak truth over who you are. Because I don't know what age it starts, but way too young, we start looking in the mirror and seeing what we don't like first. Mm -hmm. It makes me so mad. Where does that come from? It doesn't come from God. It comes from Satan um, speaking falsehood over our, over our life. And so the 14 day challenge is this to get completely buck naked every morning and stand in front of that mirror and look at yourself. And you're not going to believe it at first, right? But our conscious mind doesn't know what our unconscious mind is thinking. So you're going to stand there and you're going to say, I am respectfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know this full well. Mm. And you're going to say that and mean it with all your heart. Try to sound like it because you're reading scripture over your body. And after those 14 days, what usually happens or people have written me and said, you know, I kind of started believing it. And to those mamas out there, those little girls are watching you. Yeah. And I have this best story of this woman. See, it makes me teary-eyed. She wrote me a message and she said, you know, my husband kind of came in on me when I was doing this one morning. And she said, he asked me what I was doing. And I said, well, you know that I, that event I went to last weekend, she told us to do this get naked thing and then say Psalm 139, 14. And I tell you, she said the next morning I woke up to this really beautiful wood um, handcrafted, you are fearfully and wonderfully made sign put above their bathroom mirror. And I thought, amen, look at how God is at work and how mamas are affecting their daughters and their husbands. And um, anyway, total side note. (laughs) But when we fill ourselves back up with the truth about who we are, instead of believing the lies, yes, once again, it all brings God glory because then we not only affect ourselves, but then when we are a healthier, better version of ourselves, the person that God intended us to be emotionally, physically, and spiritually, we then, like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, can affect change in other people's lives. Oh, it's just so exciting. It's so God-ordained. It's what he wants from us. Yes. Is to breathe truth into each other's lives. Absolutely. Wow. That side note, that was a powerful testament of God's (laughs) transforming power. And you are so right. We tend to focus so much on the negative and all this negative self-talk starts so young. And it is so important because daughters are looking at their moms or whoever their mother figure is in their life and taking that example from them. And what a beautiful thing, because whether it be our bodies or anything in our in our lives, what we tend to gravitate toward is what is wrong. Instead of all that is right, there's so much more things that are right. And God can redeem, like you said, he can redeem what we think is wrong, but really it may not be wrong at all because it's something he can use to help with this transformation. Yes. Being able to share that with other people. And that is such a powerful thing. And I love that you gave that example because it shows what takes place not only during the event, but what women take away from the event. 
Because how many times do you go to something and you, you just really have speakers and they have a good encouraging word, but you leave there thinking, oh yeah, I really like that speaker, but you, you don't even right. remember what they said. But this is actually, you're providing tools and resources for women to actually experience a transformed life with the help of the Lord. And that is a powerful thing. And I know that so many women could resonate with what you've talked about today. You know, a lot of women struggle with the weight and struggle with how do I do this? Well, that's key to surrender it to God because when we try to do it on our own, it's just going to be an ongoing battle that we can't really win on our own. So God fights our battles for us and we walk with him. And so this has been such an amazing and powerful episode. I know that women are going to be able to be transformed just by hearing the words that God has given you to say today. So how can the listener connect with you, Mandy, and find your ministry and your events? Very good. So we have um, two spaces that are the best to connect with me. First on Facebook, we are on Facebook at Nurture Her Soul, N-U-R-T-U-R-E, Her Soul. And I go live often, but specifically every Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time from my kitchen. And it's about 15 minutes of me weighing myself and sharing what scripture has taught me for the week right along with that journey. So find me on Facebook for sure. That's my busiest platform. And then you could read all about me as well on NurtureHerSoul.com. We have a website full of information and um, ways to get me to come to your uh, area to do speaking when we can gather again together yes. in person um, or for virtual events. I love to travel. I often bring my 13-year-old daughter with me everywhere we go. She womans our merch table. So we love to travel. We love to meet uh, women and chat and hear their stories. It's just the best thing in the world for our little average ordinary life, but Amazing. getting to do it with other women. I am encouraged so much by your ministry and what God is having you do to minister to the and speak truth into the lives of women. And I really pray that they will reach out and check out all of the things that God has provided for you to offer to them. And I love how you said your daughter woman's the table. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that is so cool. and so true. Is there also something connected with your ministry or resources that you're able to provide women or refer women to that has to do with divorce care if they're struggling there? So I do offer um, a program, an event that deals with um, healing through divorce. And so I do presentations as well, if people want that. Um, so on our website, you can find out all information about the different topics that I do speak to. Yes. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Mandy. It's been such a joy and a pleasure to have you today. And I hope to have you on again. Thank you so much, Doris. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. I hope this episode encouraged you. I hope that it also inspired you to use your gifts maybe in a different way. Maybe you can think of creative ways, especially during a time like this where people are struggling and they need hope in their lives and we just can be that hope to them because we have Jesus, we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. So think about the gifts that you have. What are you good at? What has God blessed you with? What do people comment on? Oh, 
that was so nice of you. Thank you for doing that. You're so good at that. You know, it happens often and we don't even notice it sometimes. Remember also what Mandy said in the show about being still and listening for God's voice and his guidance, and he will lead you in the right direction. I love how Mandy says she's perfectly flawed and messy because that is really being real. And her Get Real journey is amazing. And I hope you'll follow up with that and you'll follow her Facebook page and check that out too. And besides being the co-creator of Nurture Her Soul Ministry and a speaker and Bible study teacher, she also serves as the director of discipleship and family ministries at her church. And she's currently finishing her pastoral licensing. And her heart is to help others see the transforming power of Jesus Christ. My favorite quote from the show is we are just like this huge collection of life changers for God's glory. I thought that was cool and so true. And you can connect with Mandy at her website, nurtureheresoul.com and find more information about her events and her speaking topics. And you can also find her on her Facebook page where she does weigh in every Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time and shares what God has taught her that week at Nurture Her Soul. And I have those links for you in the show notes so you can look her up and stay connected. And I would also love to stay connected with you. So reach out to me on my contact page at doraswift.com. And I also want to share some fear-fighting scripture verses with you. And you can find those in the show notes as well. Just click on the link and it's an easy download. And I hope they bless you. And thank you for being a faithful listener of Fierce Calling. I would so appreciate it if you would share the show, share about the show, and whatever podcast platform that you listen on. If you can rate the show and leave some comments, I would appreciate that so much because that helps others to find the show. And I hope you join me next time when I invite another woman to share how she's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.